The consumer is always right, even when they're idiots. Hi, and welcome to The Voice in My Head for Monday, April 17th, 2023, the third episode of Season 3. I'm Neil Headley. Now, bear with me here because it might seem at times like I'm taking six different positions, often contradictory, at the same time. Anybody who takes my copywriting course knows that I have a problem with the saying, the customer is always right, especially when it's said by freelancers and people in the creative services industry like writers, producers, illustrators, and the like. Look, if you're in retail, the customer is always right because they know what they want and your job is just to sell it to them. Most chefs, if you order a steak well done, will give it to you well done, while cursing you under their breath because if you've decided to ruin a perfectly good cut of meat by overcooking it, well, that's your prerogative. I say most chefs because I know a few, and I actually employed one who will refuse to cook a steak beyond medium. But if you're a person in, for example an ad agency, or a production house. The customer isn't right. The customer is signing the check. And the customer is signing the check because you are right. Same reason they sign the check for their mechanic or their doctor. These people get paid for their expertise. And the person who's writing a commercial should feel just as comfortable as a doctor or a mechanic in telling the consumer that they're wrong. Doing something the client's way, even when you know it's not the best way to do it, is lazy. It's abdicating your responsibility as a professional. And it virtually guarantees that somewhere down the line, you're going to lose that client because the work you did didn't generate the maximum possible results. Now, with that having been said, it's important to know which hills you should choose to die on. In my media career, I spent about 30 years doing morning radio. Early on in those 30 years, I was lucky enough to have a man named Paul Culiari as my program director. It was my custom every day to stop by Paul's office for a post-mortem on that day's show and to work on ideas for future promotions. So as I got to his door one day, I heard him say, Well, sometimes Neil just rubs people the wrong way. Being an egomaniac, I had to lean into that one just a little. It turned out that Paul was on the phone with a disgruntled listener. Now, let me pause for a second here to address disgruntled listeners and, you know, disgruntled viewers and disgruntled social media followers, whatever. You know, when you've spent a career in media like I have, including many years in some of the biggest markets in both the U.S. and Canada, you're fooling yourself if you think that everybody loves you. Some people love you, sure. Many people, though, are just aware of you. Some of them, yeah, dislike you, and a few even hate you. In my current role as one of two talking heads on a debate show on a news network in Canada, part of my job is to take a firm position on a controversial news story and be prepared to defend that position. Ten minutes into last week's show, a viewer tweeted, Go F yourself, bootlicker. Yeah. What you learn quickly is even when people who watch or read or listen to you 
express seething rage and hatred. When you get home, your wife still loves you. And hopefully your kid still thinks you're pretty cool. So it's virtually always a case of water meet duck. Now, back to Paul and the disgruntled listener. Now that I was present, he was talking about me in front of my back and having a good time doing it. But wait a minute. From listening to his side of the conversation, because I couldn't hear the disgruntled listener, it sounded like he was agreeing with them. At one point he said, I know, to be honest, every once in a while I have to shut him off. But then I come back because I love the music. I mean, this was my boss talking about me. To his credit, Paul was also defending me in small ways. He asked the listener if they appreciated a particular charity event we did every year where I was kind of the poster boy for a local organization. The listener said they did. And Paul grinned, saying, Okay, so he's not all bad. He's just an idiot sometimes. Yeah. When he hung up the phone, he very correctly pointed out to me that if somebody is upset enough to call on the phone or to write a whole nasty gram via email, their mind about you is very likely made up. What they don't want, and likely won't be very receptive to, is to be told they're wrong. They're already upset. Let them be upset. Or, in the words of Stephen Covey, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So what Paul did brilliantly was to validate the listener's position and make them feel heard. He was even able to find something about me that this listener liked that might earn me a second chance. But at no point did he tell them they were wrong. So, before you engage with a disgruntled consumer, whether they listen to your podcast, eat at your restaurant, or ride in your taxi, think about this. What if you prove to them that they're wrong and that you're right? What do you get then? Are you any further ahead? Was there really anything to gain, or did the debate slash argument slash lack of validation simply create too much negative momentum? Paul could have told my morning show listener that they were wrong. They would have hung up feeling even more negative about me, coupled with the idea that the radio station didn't care about the audience's feelings. Instead, they came away from that interaction feeling positively about the program director and maybe even a little bit more positive about me. All because Paul decided that the customer was right. Even when they were obviously an idiot. All right, that's it for the third episode of season three of The Voice in My Head. Hey, listen, do you have a, you know, if you're a podcaster or a radio jock, let me ask, do you have a Paul Cugliari in your corner? Somebody who can be objective while they're listening and help steer you in the right direction? That's just one of the angles that we take with the personalities that we work with. And I'd love for you to see if you think we're a fit. Just go to knopstudios.com slash coaching. Again, that's knopstudios.com slash coaching. I'd like to invite you to reach out in case I can help you leverage the decades that I spent in media and marketing and advertising to make the most of whatever it is you're working on right now. We'll talk more about specifics, you know, another time. 
But if there's anything I can do to help or if, you know, maybe your delicate sensibilities have uh, been offended and you just want to send hate mail. Hey, you know how I feel about that. My email address is Neil. That's N-E-I-L at knopstudios.com. And Knop, by the way, spelled K-N-O-P-P. Till next time. Thanks for listening to The Voice in My Head. I'm Neil Headley.